Welcome to Commission Impossible. We are back again. I'm Scott Fish. With me is Ryan McDowell. We've gotten known uh, for commissioning over the years, so we got together to start a podcast to help all the leagues out there, every single league that is in existence in the entire world. We are here to help you and your commissioners. Uh, let your friends know about the show. Let your league mates, let your commissioner know about this show. Or commissioners, plural, if you're in a bunch of leagues, because that happens nowadays. Um, we've uh, become known for ideas that have become very popular. We answer most emails we get. Email us at commishpod at gmail.com. Now on to the show. Ryan McDowell, it's, it's, it's been a fun week, hasn't it? <laughs> it's, it's been a great week. Yes, yes. Stuff going on, busy, um, <laughs> lots of fun. But uh, we, we got more questions in the hopper. We got lots of people that want to know stuff. And we are here to give people information on the stuff that they want to know about the stuff. So let's get going. Let's what, what, yeah, yeah. John from Buffalo is going to be the first one. You want to read that, Ryan? Sure. <laughs> John from Buffalo. He says, go Bills. They had a good run. They did. Uh, in the English Premier League, if you get 10 yellow cards over the course of the season, you're given a suspension. Based on this, I thought it could be fun to use a yellow card rule in fantasy football. Some stats such as interceptions, fumbles, and drops could count as yellow cards. And if you and if one of your players reaches a certain number of yellow cards, they are suspended and you <laughs> must get them in your next matchup. I love this already. I really like that. Do you guys think this could work? I have a couple of rules to iron out, such as if players are given yellow cards while on your bench or only in your starting lineup, uh, number of yellow cards pr- probably have to be changed based on position. Would love to hear your thoughts. Um, okay, so I-, I love the idea, especially if you have some type of relegation league that's already based on EPL anyway. I think, of course, yeah. this would work. Yeah. Um, this would work with that really well. Um, it, kind of the the glass half full uh, response to this was, if you want to penalize those things, just make them uh, – just just change your scoring right like i know right. i know you are a big proponent of quality quarterback play and right. because of that you've made some adjustments to your quarterback scoring as far as penalizing interceptions harsher penalizing pick sixes yeah. um you could do the same thing with fumbles i don't know if you could um score drops uh, probably I don't, I don't know that one that one would be iffy but um that would be the less fun way to handle this situation is just adjust your scoring to, uh, to impact those players that are most often turning the ball over or committing those, uh, those infractions. Yeah. I mean, even if you're, if you're, um, whatchamacallit, if your site does not have drops, like I'm thinking on MFL, like this isn't true drops, but you could have, you know, targets be, you know, minus one each and receptions as two points each. So if they have five receptions off of seven targets, they would get 10 PPR points, but then they would lose uh, on five receptions. They'd get 10 PPR points, but then they'd lose seven for targets. So they would get three points instead of five. So 
So, but some, some of those are uncatchable, right? Yeah, so exactly. So you get like, into that a little bit. It's it's a wonky way to do it that that uh, I'm just trying to think. Like if it doesn't have drops, that's a wonky way to do it. That it, but it's not true at all. Um, I do like this. You could you could do in game as well, where um, a fumble. The first fumble is minus one. The second fumble is minus two. The yeah. third fumble is minus five. MFL has it, so you can do that. Um, same with interceptions. You could like each one is a bigger penalty. Um, the but the yellow card is basically he wants to bench a guy. So I think another way to do it is if a, a quarterback throws three interceptions, you have to bench him the next week. Um, that's an interesting way to you know if they have one of those bad games. Um, you right. Could, you have to like they they basically if you throw three interceptions, that's like getting a red card and you're out the next week. You know. Yeah, I like the um, idea. Just just like a lot of things, it's it's commission work, right? Yeah, you're, you're to be able to scores and and monitoring if those players are actually uh, actually out or or whatever. So yeah, his actually his way might be a little easier to track. You could have a you go to a site that tracks interceptions and you know. If you look at it every Tuesday, you'll you'll be well aware. Okay, this guy hit ten interceptions. He's got to sit next week. You know, like you, right? You could you could keep a pretty good idea idea on that. It it might not be too difficult um, if you're doing the season long version like he's describing here. I like it. It's an interesting way to 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 do it, and uh, it's it, those are definitely things that hurt people, hurt teams, and and in the NFL. So it's, uh, Mm -hmm. it makes sense. Um, Sure. John from Buffalo. It's an interesting idea. Here's Joe from New York city. I'm looking to start 10 team keeper league next season with one QB, one running back, one wide receiver, one tight end, six flex spots. How deep should I make the rosters and how much starting auction money and how much fab would be good. Um, Starting auction money a little bit depends on how deep the roster is. I know we've talked about, you know, 2.5 to three times the starting lineup is generally a good, like, starting point. To, and we generally like closer to the three times, right, Ryan? Right. <laughs> um, um, yeah, so this one would be... 10-teamer makes it a little more interesting here. Right, right. 10 teams, 10 starting spots each week. He doesn't mention if one of those is a super flex spot. Uh, with 10 teams, I really hope it is. Um, yeah, with 10 if, teams especially. And if you're going super flex, I would, uh, I would lean towards that thirty roster spots. Yeah, thirty. Are, I was thinking the same, like thirty plus in that. Right. Situation. If you're going with one quarterback uh, only, then, then I could probably see just just twenty five per. But uh, yeah, somewhere in that range between twenty five and thirty, I think makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't know. I've seen different thoughts on this, and and maybe I'm missing something that's that's really obvious. I know. Some leagues use uh, $200 starting money for auctions, uh, $400 I've seen, $1,000 i have seen. I I just don't think it matters that much, honestly. It, it doesn't. Um, I would say the startup um, with 30 players per team, I feel like it makes a little more sense to go on the higher end um, because $1 and $100 auction with – when you're going at 300 players, $1 is a, makes a much bigger difference. You're not sliding bottom of the barrel players under that. Like the $1 is a lot, it's a lot more valuable in a hundred dollar auction. Like you have to get 30 players for a hundred dollars. Um, that's, that's pretty, diff- 
pretty difficult. So I would recommend the startup be, you know, closer to a thousand. The, the, the most common out there are 100, 200 and a thousand. You'll see, you'll see most sites will give you 100 and 200 as they're like auction advice sites, auction, auction, like rankings that give prices on things. They will, they will give you it at the 100 or $200 increment. But in Dynasty, you see a lot of thousand because of the deep rosters. And, and that's what I would recommend. I think it's a little easier on the startup auction. And I'm completely with Ryan on the fab, uh, though, um, that it does not matter at all. I, d- I don't think it matters at all. You adjust to it. Right, Ryan? Yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. I think it matters even less with fab than it does with the startup. Yeah. Completely agree. Completely agree. And, and there's really no problem with doing uh, 400 as Ryan said, or 200 uh, or whatever. I just, I just, maybe it's more preference for me, but I, you know, getting 30 players for a hundred dollars, your average player price is, you know, three point whatever dollars per player, getting 30 players for a thousand. It's just so much easier to, to maneuver with, um, there's there's more wiggle room and that dollar is is less valuable so you know putting a one dollar bid on a player now here's the other thing you throw in are zero dollar bids allowed because you know if zero dollar bids are allowed the the starting auction money matters even less because you're you can slide a bunch of zero dollar players through at the end of your roster whereas opposed to if zero dollar bids are not allowed then at a hundred dollar roster, all those bottom of the bench spot players are one dollar, and that's costing you, you know. So, um, I guess my recommendation be a thousand for the auction, and then whatever you want for fab, uh, and uh, 30 ish man roster, uh, yeah, 25 to 35 man roster, uh, yep. depending on the super flex or not. Um, is that about how you feel, Ryan? Yeah, I'm good with that. All right, uh, I read that one, so this one's you. Ooh, what's going? What's going on here? <laughs> we, we've got some, got a new a new lead format here. I think this one comes from Andrew. Andrew says, "Long time, first time." Thanks, Andrew. You ask about ways to determine draft order. Oh, here's what we got: uh, ways to determine draft order. One of my leagues has fun with it. With COVID, we got lucky and had some options that worked remotely. Uh, fourth place, the first spot that doesn't pay out, gets to pick which option below will determine the draft order. Oh, I like all, that. <laughs> all are random enough that include enough skill that they work. Okay. So, I, I actually put out a tweet about crowdsourcing favorite ways to do draft order that I might throw in after this. But here are the five methods that the fourth place team Gets to, he chooses one of these, and that's how they determine draft order. All right. First one is PBR Blackjack, our classic draft selection method. Managers receive two PBR bottles and play blackjack with the hand with the hand the cards under the caps make. Okay. Um, managers can split and hit, but must take a shot with every additional card. Uh, winners prioritized on blackjack closest – Closest exactly. to blackjack, fewest cards closest to blackjack. Lastly, whoever busted first. If there's a tie, the tie goes to whoever finished their beers first. Managers will select their draft position in order of best hands. So blackjack mixed with a drinking game. All right. 
Next, right. uh, next option, the Chuck E. Cheese Challenge. All managers go to an arcade with $20 in credit. Every manager plays games of their choosing and sees <laughs> who can accumulate the most reward tickets or tokens in an hour. At the end of 60 minutes, managers will be ranked from highest to lowest. Then they will select their draft spot. Oh, I would uh, crush at that. I would crush at that one. We need to get Andrew on the show. These these are brilliant. Uh, we what we we were saying hundred yard dash or or whatever. Yeah. These these are a little better. All right, next up, third third choice: sink, drink, draft. Simple. Ten cups filled with something. Managers take turns playing beer pong with the rack. If a manager sinks a cup, they drink it, and then they get to select their spot based on the number written on the bottom. Okay, I like that one. Yeah. A little more randomized. Pong lightning. Beer pong tournament played out like lightning. Uh, the order that, that managers are eliminated ranks their selection of picks from worst to first. The winner of the game gets first placement selection. And for some parts of the country, pong knockout. <laughs> well, I was going to say, I don't know what lightning is. What is lightning? Is that lightning knockout? Is- it's knockout. Yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> it depends on where you grew up. I it's it's funny. I have uh, relatives in other states that uh, you have knockout down there. That makes sense. Like yeah, uh, Andrea's relative Andrea's relatives are from Kentuckyana, and they play knockout. But here in Minnesota, we played lightning. Same game. Okay. All right. Good to know. I was going to yeah. ask what what lightning was. That that makes sense though. Uh, last option from uh, from Andrew here. Super Smash. Commissioner determines a way that managers randomly select Super Smash Brothers characters on the Nintendo Switch version. Once all managers have a character, a battle royal will be set up on the console with all characters facing off. As the characters are ranked 1 to 10 based on their finish, so will the managers. Their manager whose character placed first will have the first placement selection. So... I, I love all these, and my only advice to Andrew, and my only spin on all of this, and we've heard we've heard something kind of like this before. Combine all of those, make a day <laughs> out of it, do yeah. all of them, come up with some point system uh, for the order of finish on each of those, and, and then go you from there. You can easily just do it with the the point system they have. Only you right. add them all together at the end. Yeah. 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 Make a day of it. I really like that. And, and I would, I would add Kentucky Derby style to that. Like if right. you have the first position, you get to pick what position in the draft for redraft uh, people or keeper league people. Uh, you can make a Kentucky Derby style dynasty. People would probably pick the highest pick available. So that doesn't really do much. Um, I like that a lot. I like that a lot. I, I did crowdsource uh, this very same thing with determining draft order randomly in a new league. Um, uh, the put the put a kid in a bath with ten rubber duckies with numbers on the bottom, and they pick them out. Um, you <laughs> okay. don't even need the kid. You don't even need the kid for that. You can just you can just do that. Um, hundred dollar dash, of course, came up. Hot dog eating contest came up. Um, assigning uh, d- watching a horse race that has ten to twelve horses, and you you know you each pick a horse. Uh, beer pong tournaments, poker, um, Super Smash Brothers, CPU tournament, uh, wrestling, Royal Rumble, video game tournament, or the real one. You know, like you each get a get someone. Um, the random drawing, get a hundred cups, number twelve of them. Mm. Uh, let's see, take turns throwing ping pongs until all twelve numbers are found. It's basically the same thing, only a lot of non ones. 
um, uh, playoff contests like playoff DFS or playoff league or whatever. Uh, that makes sense too. Um, Daytona 500, you each get two drivers, um, and you know, order of finish uh, works there. Looking for more here. Make a plinko board. That's nice. I like it. Ben Kukanis of Fantasy Points made a plinko board. That's that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm. There's a lot more, but um, lottery balls. Yeah, these uh, golfers in a golf tournament pick a couple golfers each and how they finish as well. Um, yeah, that's. I'm, I'm not going to keep going through the list, but there's some to add to to what uh, – who is this? Andrew? Andrew had. Andrew, I like yeah. It. So actually, our next <clears> – excuse me. Our next email from Adam – uh, is about the same topic. Adam also points out that he's the 2020 champ of his. You know what? I actually I, think I, I like did it. this on purpose. <laughs> I think I moved this email. You put them together to, to be closer when I noticed. Yeah, Look at you planning ahead. Uh, Adam says, "Just wanted to share my draft day events that determine our draft order. We're a 10 team league of lifelong friends in our early 40s. We compete in the old man Olympics on draft hey, day. Man. I'm in my early. We're in our early 40s, right?" <laughs> Old, but they're not wrong. <laughs> yeah, they're not wrong. To- totally on point here. Yes. It's a series of events such as cornhole, ping pong, horseshoes, golf, uh, chipping challenge, darts, horse, oh, horse playing horse. Uh, everyone competes in the events. You accrue points based on your finish. First place is one, second place is two, and so on. Low score at the end of all competitions wins the first pick or the choice uh, choice of pick and continues with that throughout. Um, it makes for an entire day of, of events with the draft that night. That's awesome. So oh. we've had a couple of people that have stuff like this. That's so yes. awesome. It sounds so fun. Yep. Yeah. I love it. Um, I, I think I might have to do this. We've, we recently decided instead of doing, we used to do a Friday or Saturday night, like, like seven to 10 draft at my house, seven to 11 draft, whatever. And last year, because of COVID, we did it outside spaced apart. We had a big board hanging up. We brought a TV outside for the three with high risk kids that Mm. um, could not come. And uh, like we did it in the middle of the day and we realized we need to do this now from now on. Like we spent, you know, all day outside with like, we were grilling, we were, you know, drafting slower than normal, but we were, it was like a, it was like a longer event, but it was the middle of the day. So we all, you know, got home at a reasonable time instead of like 11 at night or the people from far out of town having to. So like I, this, this day thing for a whole day thing for your, is a great way to do it. I think. Yeah. I love it. Love the idea. By the way, when when you started to read horse, you were confused for a second. Did you think they meant like dressage or something? Like, is that what it's called? Like, where you're on a horse and you're doing they're riding horseback? <laughs> I didn't know what they were doing. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh yes, that's uh, that's pretty cool. I like that Adam Sham twenty twenty champ of your of your old man Olympics draft day league. I don't even know what uh, it's called, but. That's very cool. Very cool. Um, yeah, we got some time here. 
Hey, Scott and Ryan, do you handle Empire League's rule settings bylaws any differently than in a regular Dynasty League? What might be some important things to consider? Not really. Um, there's not a whole lot different. Um, obviously, in an Empire League, for those listening that don't know, there's you put more money towards a progressive pot each year. Some some league, Empire Leagues do it half the pot. You pay out half the pot yearly, and half the pot goes to this this progressive pot that builds up year over year. And when it's won by a back-to-back champ, the, the league is over and it's done and, and the, the back-to-back champ gets that big pot. Um, there, there are different ways you can do that. You can have the league vote to continue playing. You can you know, choose to completely redraft everything afterwards, or you can just have it end. Uh, one rule that I would throw in there is that uh, in most Emperor Leagues, you cannot trade if you're the champion. Uh, if you want to have that, I would put in a – and a champion abdication clause, meaning if you want to trade again, you have to abdicate the throne and you have, you cannot win the pot that year. Um, that's, that's a good one to, to throw in there, but otherwise they run pretty similar to your regular old dynasty league, uh, other than those couple of differences. So I don't have much for you, but, uh, I would put in that people can get their trade rights back if they're the reigning champ and they, they say, I no longer want the throne. I'm not going to go after winning it this year. Um, that's that's something I'd put in. But otherwise, no, it's pretty normal. Pretty normal, Ryan. Danny from Minneapolis, thanks for that. Uh, yes. Oh, this, 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 one is, this one was made for you, Ryan. Let's, let's do one more question, and this one is made for you. Like All it's, right. If I'm reading it the, the right way. On a All right. This one is from Chris. Uh, Chris says, I came up with a league idea that I want to implement struggling with the details. A portion of the league, maybe four or five teams, can only roster young players, rookie, second year, third year players. The rest of the teams can only roster players from year four and on. Every offseason, the young teams will draft new rookies. They will get prime picks because they're only drafting against three or four other teams. They will also lose the third year players as they transition into their fourth year, these players will be eligible to be drafted by the older teams. Uh, it might have to be a two-copy league. Otherwise, the young teams would only have three or four other possible trade partners. I understand it would require a lot of manual tracking as commission, but I do like the concept. Do the numbers seem right? Young teams have access to players in years one through three. Should it be one through four? Uh, how about the number of teams, four young and eight old, or maybe five and seven? Anything else I need to consider? All right. Yeah, this one was made for me. Uh, so, <laughs> little, little history lesson here. Um, it, Scott, it really used to be a battle on Twitter of yes. um, of dynasty players who it, it it essentially was a win now versus a um, a productive struggle or a, a tank strategy, mm-hmm. uh, but it kind of morphed into a young player. Versus old players. Yeah, young player with upside versus older established Steady players. Vet, yeah. And I kind of got tired of it all. So I made a league called uh, Boys to Men. And Boys to Men was exactly this league that Chris is describing. But, exactly. By the way, did, did Ghost think of that name? Because he thinks of so many good names for leagues out there. Or did you think of that name? Oh, I came up with that one. But Ghost. That's yeah, such a good name. Ghost is, is definitely the king of naming those leagues. But I, um, I came up with that one. Um, yeah, so Boys to Men was uh, was this league. Uh, we we had a 12-team league, and it was half and half. So we had six on the younger side, six on the older side. 
Um, and we only ran that league, I think, for two or three years. And I will say the younger side dominated. Uh, I think the, I, I think all two or three of our champions, uh, every champion we had was from the younger side, I believe. The, the 2014 old, year in there somewhere probably then. Yeah, yeah I think that was it. Um, we did see, of course, the the teams with the older players definitely had an advantage at quarterback then. Um, that that was pretty clear, but uh, the advantage everywhere else, uh, especially at, at you know running back and wide receiver, uh, made for made for really dominant teams on the younger side. We did not. Uh, the only difference I really see from what Chris is talking about, um, and I don't say any of this to discourage Chris from doing this. Run it, run it. It, it was a fun concept. Um, and I would say give it a shot for sure. The only difference that we used was we based ours uh, young versus old. We based it on age. So rather than how many years they had been in the league. Um, and I think I found, I basically found the average of the starting player age, I believe. I think that's how we did it. Per uh, position. I think per position. Yeah. Right, right. So the, the average starting quarterback might have been 26 or 27. The average starting running back might have been, you know, 24 or something like that, whatever. Um, that seemed to work a little bit better than years one through three. I think that will especially help you at running back. Um, most of your – I mean, if you look around the league and maybe it's just – it's the trend we're dealing with now, but the majority of starting running backs are going to be year one through three guys. So dealing with age instead of years in the league, a little more commission work, but also going to be um, ultimately better, I think. So give give that a shot. Uh, I will see if I can find the rules and and share that on Twitter because it was it was a fun league that I haven't thought about in a while. Yeah, yeah. It always seemed fun and and I think you were right to do it by age because of the what you mentioned with different positions have a different average age where they're they're pretty viable. Um tight end is the one that really interests me. If you're doing years 1 to 3, like for for the the league he's discussing, feels like tight ends are going to be a really rough spot for for uh the young teams. Um yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, if I remember correctly, like, and it still is a little bit of the thing. Age Twitter is definitely a thing, and I think, oh yeah, I, sure. I think I think that's part of what played into boys to men and it, like years in the league is is less. Um, it was, yeah, uh, but yes, it's an interesting idea, Chris. Uh, Ryan ran with it. Um, those leagues are all gone now, but uh, and don't be discouraged by by that. I absolutely, run with it, and if you have the right group of people, maybe they just absolutely love it and it's a lot of fun and you played for years and years um what do you think about the number of teams he has here um four young eight old i I suppose that depends on if you're doing years in the league or if you're trying to figure out average age of starters or average amount of years in the league of starters um yeah like i said we did we did six and six and it worked well um I, i i don't see any reason to be imbalanced on that, honestly. Yeah, I I don't either. I think I think his thought process on the four young and eight old are because if you're doing like one through three, there's just so many more players that are four years and up 
and that's probably why he's trying to unbalance it. Um, I, I guess another option could be, you know, have the teams decide, like have the teams choose their path, like get your 12 guys together, have them choose their path. Right. Yeah. I mean, we, we certainly did that, that everybody had the choice which side they wanted to be on, but uh, I just tried to fill the, the six and six. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, it's uh, so I, I think we've given you a few ideas of how to go with it. Average year, average age uh, at each position and go by that average years in the league at each position and go by that to try to delineate Um yeah, and I, I'm with Ryan. I don't see any reason why it shouldn't be six and six unless in your league there there's X amount of people that want to do young and X amount of people that want to do old. That would be an interesting concept if you're allowed to choose your path for one year and maybe you want to switch it the next year. That that wouldn't really work, though, because maybe you choose young and then when your team gets older, you're like, I'm just going to switch to old now. So that's not really in the spirit of it. So... Um, yeah. Okay. I think, I think we, we got a lot out there. Uh, Ryan, let's call it a day, man. Let's call it a day. Let's do it. All right. So you can find us on lots of different pod stuff. If, if you can't seem to find us on your pod, uh, podcast, uh, listening device or whatever your the, whatever you use for listening, let us know. Commissionpod at gmail.com. Email us with anything really commissionpod at gmail.com. And we read lots of emails on here and gets, get to lots of stuff. Um, tell your friends, league mates, commissioners. I think we've talked about that. Follow me on Twitter, Scottfish24. Follow Ryan on Twitter, RyanMC23. Thanks for listening. Have a great day.